You're listening to A Deeper Dive. Hear about game-changing ocean projects and the incredible people making them happen. Hello, listeners. My name is Max Flynn, and I'm the project analyst with Canada's Ocean Supercluster. And I'm really excited to host this. The first in what is a new podcast series called A Deeper Dive. When we look at some of the world's biggest challenges and where Canada has an opportunity to lead, ocean is not only a space where we know, it is a space we can lead. And we wanted to bring to those who participate in the ocean economy and all those interested in it, a deeper dive in some of the incredible, innovative ocean projects that are underway in Canada and the people making it happen. This week, however, will be an exception. Since it's our first podcast, our guest today is the CTO from Ocean Supercluster, and she is here to help us tee up the Deeper Dive series podcast and give us a bit of a hint into what you can expect to hear over the weeks and months to come. Susan Hunt, welcome and thank you for joining us. For the benefit of our listeners, can you please tell us a bit about yourself and how you got started? Thanks, Max. It's great to be here and great to have you on board. So my background is pretty varied, but has always been in oceans. I graduated from one engineering and spent the first part of my career as a naval architect for a multinational in the U.S. designing boats, spent, spent uh, thousands of hours on the water doing testing and troubleshooting there, moved on to an engineering management position, and then uh, took on some corporate IS and digitalization initiatives, did a couple of graduate degrees during that time, and then decided to move back to Atlantic Canada and have been in Newfoundland and delighted to be living here ever since. Um, during that time, I had a short stint with MyTax and then moved on to VP of Ops for a former ocean tech company uh, that uh, did lifeboat evacuation systems, and then moved back to, into collaborative innovation management, uh, this time in the offshore oil and gas sector with Petroleum Research Newfoundland and Labrador, which is how I first got involved in the OSC. Um, I was on the team that landed the Ocean Supercluster Award and founded the OSC, and I've been on this file now for over four years. The past year has really been the true breakout year for OSC. Um, this time last year, we had a quarter of the members that we have now. We had only two projects publicly announced, half the staff. And quite frankly, I was a bit blue in the face from talking about the Ocean Supercluster in terms of what it would be and what it could be and projecting it, its impact. And um, you know, even though at that time we still had a really substantial amount of funding committed through some major projects, we couldn't really say much about anything at that point because nothing was publicly announceable. Um, so you know, shifting now to what we actually are doing uh, and what that means for oceans and for our you know com Canadian community at large. You know, we've thrown away the concepts that are, are, you know, bringing in the live shots and have actual members and amazing people that are keen to talk about how cool what it is that they are doing. Um, and so with 50 projects approved and I think close to 400 members now and, and half of them announced, it, there's just so much more people, projects and progress, you know, to talk about. That's amazing. It's, uh, it's great to have you talk and I can hear the passion in your voice, you know, when you talk about the ocean and, and everything that's coming up. So it's so super fun to hear. Susan, you have your eyes on projects that are proposed, approved and announced. Tell us about what people can expect to get from this podcast in the weeks and months to come. 
Yeah, sure. Um, so we publicly announce all of our projects. We celebrate the teams and the hard work, and it's always a really exciting time for everyone because people want to know what's going on with these projects. They want the scoop on the activity that's kicking off right across the country. Uh, so we, we see a lot of people you know, subscribing to these announcements and, and wanting to hear more about what people are doing. But we also feel it's really important to continue to provide a view into the work that's actually happening, as some of them are, are quite deep into the progress of their projects now. And the funding announcement is one thing, but the actual real-time economic boost that we're seeing, particularly in such a challenging year, um, and what is truly a digitally driven cluster building effect, right, that is resulting from what's happening. And the way that that is, is visibly changing the way Canadians are doing business in oceans is the real activity that actually matters and has always been at the heart of what we're doing and is at least now really starting to validate why so many people have always felt like this initiative is really important. So I think listeners can certainly expect to hear from people who are doing the work and uh, ingrained in these important projects. And I would think, you know, you'll be getting a variety of in insights from project teams, certainly a closer look into the work that they're doing right now, likely some milestones and some cool stories. Um, I probably wouldn't be too prescriptive, you know, but um, I, I would think things will come out that we wouldn't expect, but uh, pretty sure it'll be interesting. That's awesome, Susan. There really is a great lineup of guests coming up. It sounds like, you know, I think a lot of what you're describing here will really play a big part in shaping ocean opportunities for Canadian entrepreneurs and companies. So my next question is, through the pandemic, did you see companies pivot in their focus? Did they slow down or speed up? And do you think the pandemic had a role in shaping some of the themes and market opportunities, you know, you just mentioned? Yeah, totally. There was definitely a huge impact, um, and we, certainly at the portfolio level. And generally, we saw folks speed up versus slow down. Um, and that was driven by the market, right? Um, during COVID, ocean companies could not get people to where they needed to be, particularly specialized personnel couldn't be deployed. Um, in some cases, SMEs lost business or had projects stalled. So, you know, they suddenly had this new set of opportunities to think about how to reshape and, and refocus their innovation agenda. And we saw a real reaction to this, you know, on the end user side, um, as much as anywhere else. You know, we had we have you know ocean based cost ocean companies that continue to operate in the ocean and. And, and, you know, quite a few of them were not, you know, readily adopting mixed reality, virtual reality, for example. You know, there was there was kind of the front end group of companies that were doing that. But but, you know, a lot of companies just weren't using robots and remote solutions. But as the commercial reality of COVID really started to set in, we saw the shift in how companies were starting to embrace this. And SMEs were coming through, uh, you know, getting better backed and, and more pull for these solutions. And that was really highly visible in the projects that were coming through and some of the proposals that we saw. Um, another really interesting trend, trend was just around the real, you know, transformation that continues to happen around renewable energy and, and sustainability drivers. It has, you know, that, that has always been a common denominator for ocean companies when they start to talk about collaboration and what that actually means. But now, you know, the global and economic drivers for sustainable solutions are just incredibly concrete and compelling. And we're seeing, you know, more um, environmental specialists, for example, moving into the space, establishing companies um, and commercializing new technologies. Right. Um, and so that that's a really obvious uh, shift from just the last year or so as well um, that we're noticing. And I guess most recently, and I'm, I'm still not even sure what's causing it uh, at this point, is um, 
is a pickup in in these areas, but we're actually seeing the projects get bigger again. And so, you know, just in the last few months, we're, I guess, seeing people take their, their hand off the pause button um, now that they've got a better understanding of the market dynamics and, and kind of have, a, have an understanding of what the new reality is. Uh, we're seeing more medium-sized projects come through. So return customers that are coming back with bigger players. So it's almost like a third wave of five to seven million dollar projects that are a bit more ambitious than some of the you know smaller, punchier stuff that we saw last year. Um, and and are you know I guess they're embracing I guess this new reality and um, and starting to see how the ocean supercluster um, can really kind of get them back into the groove of uh, doing business in oceans. There are a number of projects of those that have been announced and that are beginning their work naturally, but there are some that are well underway. Without stealing anyone's thunder coming in future episodes, what are some of the collective benefits and impacts we are seeing from these projects already? Yeah, sure. I mean, from, from Ocean Vision, our first, uh, very first technology leadership project, we've seen them hit every milestone. They've met it all the way along the way. Um, really proving to have a significant and diverse applications right around the world. Uh, it's led by a company out of Atlantic Canada, Kraken, um, and uh, they are attributing some of their hiring, their growth and their momentum that they're seeing through the Ocean Supercluster project. So that is obviously great to see. Um, also, too, from the Ocean Startup Project, that is, uh, that's our first innovation ecosystem project. So they're on a mission to make this the best place to start and grow an ocean company and are working with very early stage companies. Um, I participate in the CDL Atlantic Ocean Stream, a huge amount of momentum. I've heard our, our chair, John Risley, say uh, that the startup uh, ecosystem is just on fire, him, on fire here in Atlantic Canada. And uh, I mean, without giving away too much, um, the Ocean Startup Project has over a dozen companies who are getting ready to become revenue generators. So that's also really exciting on the startup front. And, and they're just the two projects that are announced. And so, you know, with so many projects now approved, uh, we have, I believe, over 100 new Canadian ocean products and processes uh, that will be coming out from, from the projects that are pr approved to date. So it's just a sign of things to come. So in the weeks and months to come, on our podcast, what are you most looking forward to hearing from project teams? Oh, geez, lots. Great to see teams progressing already. So looking forward to hearing it all, actually. Probably more than anything, I'm looking forward to hearing the interesting stories. Um, it, it's R&D, right? It's development work. And so nobody sets out to undertake this kind of um, these kinds of things with uh, with a you know complete understanding of what's going to happen. There's a lot of un uncertainty resident in some of the projects that they'll have to figure out. Um, and, and particularly in the midst of a pandemic, right? Um, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing the lessons and learnings and mitigations and plan Bs and what they actually end up discovering and where that takes them. Um, you know, some of this stuff is not going to work out. Other stuff is going to deliver more for them than they ever expected. So I, I think I'm looking forward to hearing about the surprises, uh, pleasant surprises, hopefully, uh, that happen through some of the work that's going to take place. Yeah, absolutely. A lot to, lot to look forward to, Susan. Um, so today we were talking to Susan Hunt, the CTO of Canada's Ocean Supercluster. Thank you, Susan, for helping us launch the Deeper Dive podcast series. To our listeners, thank you so much for taking in our first podcast. There's so much happening and lots to dig into on these ocean projects. So looking forward to the next one. If you're listening and you want to hear more, join us back here in two weeks for the next podcast where my colleague Ogaga Johnson will be speaking to a member of the Ocean Aware team 
for a deeper dive. Thanks everyone and stay safe.